0: Embarrass me. Well, you did it, okay? Grandfather always said you were a loser. Now you're trying to make me one, and I hate you for it.
1: Mike, I don't care what your grandfather thinks about me, okay? All I care about is you. Now, you lost back there because you beat yourself. You let yourself get beat. I know you can do it. You're a special kid. You're my boy, do you understand? But you're also a spoiled, rich brat who's always had everything done for him. Now it's time to do it for yourself, Mike, and you can do it. Because I'm telling you, the world meets nobody halfway. Do you understand what that means? If you want it, Mike, you got to take it. Do you hear me? You got to take it. Go in there and try. I know you can win. But even if you don't, so what? So you lose. As long as you lose like a winner, it doesn't matter. Because you did it with dignity. I'm telling you, if you don't go in there, you're going to be sorry. You're going to regret it your whole life. You know what I mean? No! I gave you custody, the boy. I signed papers. What more do you want? I'm trying to make things easy for you, Hawk. You don't need Michael as a meal ticket anymore. You're on a free ride. So take the truck, take the money, start a new life, start your own family. Got a family. This is over. I'm coming again. You're going back on your word. Yeah. You signed over custody, and Michael will never go with you because you're a loser. You've always been a loser! And Mr. Cutler is talking to you. I'm through talking.
2: Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most Mike McMasunis. How's everybody doing today? I am doing great, guys. Welcome back to another episode. You didn't have to wait a year for this one. Woo-hoo, we're on a roll, Jameson. What's up, son? How's it going? <laughs>
3: It's going well. It, yeah, it is uh, the quickest turnaround on podcasts that we've had in quite a long time.
2: It's true. And uh, with me uh, is T-Mac. What's up, girl? Hi. <laughs> She's making...
3: I want, you, I want you to talk like that through the entire show. <laughs>
2: She's making sure everybody can hear her because the only complaint I get about T-Mac is I can't hear T-Mac. She needs to speak up. So uh, hopefully we got that problem fixed this episode. So good times. Oh, man. This, I think, sir, has to be like our longest running requested movie. The one we're going (laughs) to do today over the top. I kid you not. I mean, we've been doing this how long together now? What, three years? Uh,
3: 11 years. I don't know.
2: (laughs) At least in the early years of us together, this was a a request. And then it just started building and building and more people got at it and more people got at it. And then they're just like, finally, we had a plan to do Spaceballs tonight. But then we were getting tons of over-the-top posts. And then you're like, I can't wait to do that movie. I said, hmm, since that movie technically has been requested longer than Spaceballs, we should jump on that. And you were down and I was down. so.
3: Heck yeah. Look. It, we can do whatever we want. I mean, that's just kind of the thing. Like, people just gotta deal with it.
2: It's sorry. True. Do whatever we feel like with this. Hey, what about when uh, Jason uh, Adams? He's like, you're just gonna do whatever you want. So why the hell am I even gonna vote? That's right. That was funny. But I'm like, your true vote. True statement. It's true. <laughs> but the STL nation, they do matter. We do take ninety percent of the consideration in. So you know, got to be. Mike fair. think
3: Mike thinks you guys matter. I don't.
2: <laughs> oh, and that's why you have a TV show and I don't. So. There you go. All right, sir. So before we roll into our review of Over the Top, I want to talk some quick news. Alright right, sir, so I got uh, one subject that I want to talk about today, and uh, I can't wait to get your thoughts. So um, you and I, we have to promise to be the only podcast in America who can have a normal conversation without the other person yelling at each other, unlike (laughs) everything else I hear. Uh, on the internet and other podcasts and people are ripping on one another about the Justice League trailer, sir. So Sure, yeah. uh, Okay, so it's no secret uh, I'm a big fan of the DCEU uh, in its current state. Uh, I do recognize why people do not like it. I completely get it. Now, you, you you're on the flip side of the coin where you don't like the DCEU. Uh, There's little parts here and there that you dig, but as an overall whole, not your thing. Uh, You wouldn't say it's hot garbage, but it's garbage, uh, if I remember. I
3: I am a massive DC Comics fan, but I am not thrilled with 95% of the cinematic universe.
2: Okay, fair enough. Now, the Justice League trailer dropped. Uh, Now, I do have to say, uh, leading up to the Justice League trailer, we had uh, trailers for trailers, which I usually hate, but I did Mm -hmm. think it was pretty good marketing if, you know, 10-second trailer for each character building up to the main event. I thought that was nice. Uh, Very cool. But then the actual trailer hit. Now, I enjoyed it but from what I'm hearing online uh, you didn't dig it so much so before I give my thoughts I want to hear your perspective on watching this trailer. What were your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I uh, I, I, it looked so much like everything else we've seen before. It It looked like the same dark World that Zack Snyder has had us inhabit for far too many hours, despite promises from he and Jeff Johns that this would be, you know, it would take a different tone. It looks like more of the same. I, I, I'm not overly impressed. I, 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 I have like very little excitement level for it. I think that a lot of the things just look bad. Like I think Cyborg looks like something that was rejected from a Transformers <laughs> script. He looks terrible. I, I uh, and that. I like Cyborg as a character, but that look. Is just too messy uh, for me. It um, just—it's I mean, the same tone that I didn't like in the previous movie, and it looks like we're just going back to that for the most part. Um, it just—it built zero excitement for me. And—and and this was after the the teaser for the trailer, where I was fully expecting your typical Zack Snyder, you know, big great looking trailer to a blah movie and this was to in my opinion a blah trailer to a movie that i was talking with jason uh, uh the other day about it and i said i wish i had the intestinal fortitude to just not see this movie i wish i had it in me to just skip this movie altogether cuz i'd be very happy i i i just there's nothing there that i want to see man i mean, i hate it i hate sounding like this but I'm really excited for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman has me excited. That tr- the, everything I've seen from Wonder Woman has me pumped up. Yep. And I like the tone of that movie and it looks like we might have oh man, there might be a little sunlight in the in the world for a minute. Yeah. Um this movie is again there's no sunlight in the in this universe. Everything happens in the dark and in the rain and I don't know. <laughs> that,
2: the, Wonder Woman is my most anticipated movie of 2017, hands down. And that's coming from the guy with Fast & Furious 8. Uh, coming out in like what three weeks yeah. you know the the guy who's said numerous times fast and furious is my favorite franchise of all time but that movie is nowhere near my anticipation of wonder woman hands down wonder woman i cannot wait to see it and it's very bright it looks like patty yeah she looks like she's gonna she's gonna take this thing to new heights i can't wait for it um now So you're basically going off of everything is dark, so that's why you think we're going in in the same tone. Even though I I laughed more in this trailer than I have the whole DCEU, you think that we're not going to get any changes, that Jeff Johns didn't step in enough time to... Because they were in the middle of this before they course-corrected.
3: Exactly, exactly. And it's not just the darkness. It's just the whole tone of it. And it's just... I, there's just nothing in there that, that makes me say, oh, this is different. This is different than something I've seen before. This is this is a shift um, because it, it looks like something else that I've seen before that I didn't like um, and that I was horribly disappointed in. And I've been burned a bunch of times by Zack Snyder. This is not just a one or two or three time thing. I mean, Zack Snyder's burned me four or five different times right. with his movies, yeah. and I'm not a fan of his. And I... he has a really really knock it out of the park for me to turn turn my opinion around on a guy who has been a disappointing director to me and a really haphazard filmmaker and this just looks like more of the same blah it, you know and then people there's there's the people that are getting all up in arms about superman not being in it i mean
2: come why on. why would you want that okay number one <laughs> let they're learning their lesson from the disastrous bvs pr- promotion i mean let's face right. it the, the worst thing that happened was the marketing of that movie giving everything yes. away and I think that I was very happy that they didn't even give a silhouette, a cape, nothing. Right, right. You know, it, Obviously, we know Superman's going to be in it, but keep that for the movie. We know Darkseid, or not Darkseid, but uh, Steppenwolf's going to be in it. Don't show him. Not till the movie.
3: That, okay. Yeah, that was the whole issue with the BVS, was you showed us the bad guy too early on. We all, So everyone got a chance to judge it.
2: Everyone knows Superman's coming back. Right. So... I'm you know, granted, this is the first trailer. We have two more to go. I hope Warner Brothers restrains doesn't show either one because I know Superman's in it. I don't know. I I don't want him to be a Luke Skywalker 32nd thing, but yeah. I don't want to see him at all. If you want to give me anything, give me a little bit of the cape in the final trailer and I'm sold. I'm good. Uh, okay. So let's talk. I want to talk some positives here because I do mm-hmm. see some differences mm-hmm. in the trailer. now. I understand you being completely burned. I respect that. I, it, It's totally understandable. However, for me, uh, I think there were some pretty cool changes. Number one, Aquaman is being... Uh, there's no more Aquaman jokes. Flat out, everybody thinks Aquaman is badass just based on the footage they've seen alone. I'm not seeing any more of those jokes, which is pretty nice. Uh, it's pretty cool that there's some references to... The biggest thing for me with BBS, even with the ultimate cut, I, I will never watch theatrical cut again. Only the only the ultimate cut, but mm-hmm. the, but the only scene that comes out of nowhere in that cut because everything flows so much better versus the other one, which just cut the pieces, is the nightmare scene. But right. there are references in this trailer. Especially when I you know I've watched it about twenty times and I watched in slow motion. Like the scene where he looks at with the binoculars and you see the dark side symbols, mm-hmm. that's there in the fight with the Amazonians and stuff. So and then the scene that starts off in the beginning where he's got the same goggles that he uses in the desert. So I I think they're gonna I hope bring that scene into Justice League so that way it sorta of makes sense. Yeah, um, that I hope I hope this is just a trilogy. Man of Steel, BBS, and Justice League, just wrap it up with a nice bow so that way people can do what they want to do afterwards. Don't leave any sort of uh, storylines open. Don't just close it all up. The Flash looks awesome. I, I admit it, I hated the costume, but seeing this thing in action, I, that got me super pumped. That that changed my opinion there. Cyborg, I agree with you 100%. We are eight months the movie comes out I think they have to do their fixing on Cyborg especially if he's supposed to be the quote-unquote heart of the story according yeah. to what I've read they, they need to sell that character and uh, he looks better than he did in the comic-con footage but he's not a hundred percent yet um, right. I, I did like the jokes I mean Aquaman riding on the Batmobile was awesome uh, Wonder Woman you know she she kicked ass in the trailer but I'm more pumped for her movie um, you know, uh, but I, I get the tone. Though it was, I was expecting more daytime scenes, and I really didn't get that. But the joke about I'm rich that made me laugh. So mm-hmm. you know, I really enjoyed the trailer. But I can understand people who have been burned where they're coming from. The thing that I don't like is the people that are just saying the movie is going to completely suck because of them being burned by BBS without trying to give it a chance. But on the flip side of the coin. I see where they're coming from, so I think it's going to have to be one of those things where the movie's got to prove a lot of people wrong, and I hope it does.
3: It really does, because, I mean, the, you know, no matter how you feel about the previous ones, I think everyone is agrees that there's, there's flaws in these movies. Whether you love them or not, there's flaws in these movies. Like, I really like Man of Steel for the most part, but there's some huge flaws that I have with it. Um, and I do enjoy the, the uh, completed cut of Batman vs Superman, but there's still a lot of things that I have big issues with. I've yet to see the complete movie that I want. I And, you know, we're kind of spoiled. We've had some great ones. We've I mean, the Nolan movies are perfect movies for the most part. Yeah. And we haven't gotten that yet with this, and this was supposed to be the culmination that people have been asking for since I was a kid. Yeah. Like, let's get the Justice League together. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, you know... I ma- just want a great movie.
2: I hear you. Man of Steel is still my favorite DCEU film. Um, I love it. I mean, the first trailer of Man of Steel... I ripped on and I got destroyed for it because I hated Mr. the first. <laughs> yes, I, <you> I, did. <laughs> I hated it. I I ripped on it. I was destroyed for it. Like Mike, how could you possibly think that this trailer is bad? Blah blah blah. So you're doing the repeat of me on Man of Steel's first trailer. And then I said, look, I need a second trailer. Maybe it'll change my mind, and it did. And now Man of Steel is my favorite DCU movie. And but I still say the first trailer is absolute trash. I hate it. So. Maybe for you 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 hate the trailers but watching the movie you'll enjoy it. I guess we we'll won't see. we won't know until November. But
1: that, uh, that's true.
2: At, at least you and I we can disagree but dude I'm telling you man I've heard so many people that are just like I hate you because you don't feel the way that I do. And I hate you because you don't feel the way I do. and That's
3: the environment that we are in America right now for everything.
2: God, the internet is so about the hate train. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Now, now, T-Mac, you watched the Justice League trailer. How about you give your perspective, you know, what did you think of it when you watched
0: it? I liked it. Louder. (laughs) I liked it. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Uh, Did you have any favorite part that you remember?
0: No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> see, you got her going with that. Now she's gonna do it. You, you need to quit doing that. You don't need to yell into the microphone, it's all good. Um, all right, so that's it for uh, for Justice League and what I want to talk about. So I guess we'll see how time is uh, going. But uh, Wonder Woman, I hope it's a home run. I'm praying it's a home run. Uh, I hope it delivers. But in the meantime, I got uh, F8 to look forward to. Quick thoughts on that. Uh, I love seven. I wish it would have ended at seven. Uh, I I see that Transformers in this movie have the exact same storyline going on uh, <laughs> of the of the main guy going bad. The the newest trailer got me more pumped up for it. So where's your excitement level for for F8?
3: It's somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Okay. Yeah, like I'm not a huge fan of this franchise. I I have fun with the movies, and I see them. I you know I see them all on opening weekend. But they never are, like, at the top of my list. But they're always fun, you know? Yeah.
2: No, it's cool. I mean, that's the thing. If you go into this movie thinking anything outside of having fun, you're watching the wrong series. It's not made to, as I say, hashtag screw logic, uh, screw physics. That's the whole point of this franchise is the screw physics. And the next, I'm telling you, part 10 is going to be in space. If it's not in space, I'm going to be disappointed. So, you know... True. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm glad they decided to not have Paul Walker's brother come in and do any sort of CGI or uh be Paul Walker's brother in the movie. I'm glad that they're going away from that and they're just gonna try to continue on without him. I, I like the whole picture thing. Obviously he's gonna be the motivation behind Dom's but you know, what he's doing. They'll probably have him and what's her name kidnapped or whatever I'm sure that's going to come into play but I'm glad they're not doing any CGI stuff because they ended it perfectly with 7 leave it at that and I'm glad they're not going down that road because they easily could have so I give them props for that so. I'm with you alright sir let's get into our review of Over the Top
1: what are the odds on Lincoln Hawks 20 to one pound pal real long shot Box? let's go The world meets nobody halfway, remember that.
0: I don't have a father, sir.
1: The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This guy's
0: nothing. Why'd you leave us?
1: It won't happen again. What my grandson found, I don't care how you do it, do it. But a winner never listens to the odds.
2: (laughs) Whatever happens, I want you to stay with him.
0: Where'd we end up?
1: Together is all I can guarantee. You ain't got a prayer in Vegas. You never had anything, so you have nothing to lose. All I want to do is hurt him, cripple him, get him off the table. All I care about is you. You're my boy, you understand?
2: The will beats nobody halfway. Now is the time to do for yourself.
1: I want you. Sylvester Stallone, Over the Top.
2: All right, sir. So, over the top. Now, a uh, few things I want to start off by saying, um, over the top, this is kind of how I got Tabby to watch it because Tabby's never seen this and I yeah, definitely I have. Well, you like
0: once I was really little,
2: though. Well, okay. Just...
0: <sighs> Sorry, continue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the way I knew just telling her about arm wrestling was not going to be the way to get her to watch it. So I basically said it like this. You know how the karate kid uses karate to tell the story of Daniel and Mr. Miyagi? It's their story. Well, it's the same thing in this movie. Arm wrestling is used to tell the story of a father and son. It's the story about those two. But arm wrestling is just used as a backdrop. And I would say it's the same premise as Karate Kid. There's a lot of similarities that I'm going to point out. But that's, I think the easiest way of selling this movie is that this is a, a story of a father and son. And arm wrestling is simply used as a way of telling the story of these two. Uh, would you agree? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's an easy easy sell. So, Because, you know, yep. when I first told her, she kind of rolled her eyes a little bit. But, you know for the review she's like okay I'll check it out and I think what would you say probably the first 10 15 minutes you were easily you were easily you know into the movie right I mean you were kind of yelling at the screen a little bit even at Michael like don't be such an idiot you know you were yeah. you were kind of getting upset a little bit so it, that's the thing I like is this movie man it doesn't waste any time um this is a movie that came out 30 years ago man 1987 can you believe it yeah. 30 years yeah. ago crazy uh and the guy who directed it, I have no idea what other stuff he's done before.
3: Oh man, this is Menachem Golan. He is the uh he's a legend. Okay. Menachem
2: e- Golan. Educate me. <laughs> so
3: Menachem Golan, he and his partner uh formed Canon Studios. Canon they did oh, yeah. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. They did a bunch of
2: Masters of the Universe.
3: Of yeah. Masters of the Universe. They did Canon was the B movie factory in the late 70s and 80s um there's a great great documentary about them called electric boogaloo all about canon films but menachem golan was a guy who would get some money together what he would do is he would he would get make a poster for a movie that he wouldn't even fully have cast correct and he would take the poster and he would go out and get his movie funded selling it like i've got so-and-so in my movie we're gonna make it. it's gonna be huge and all right we'll get some money he's like all right we gotta make a movie now and wow He was a con man that ran this studio for a number of years and then he got the rights to Superman and made that horrible Superman four where you can fly where people can breathe in space.
2: Oh, that's the meme that
3: I shared. See, yeah,
2: Superman four approved. You can breathe in space.
3: Uh, they couldn't. They couldn't master the technology of Superman flying, even though it had been done like a decade earlier.
2: That, um, oh, the movie's so bad.
3: Wow. It really is. And so they, and you know, they're the reason that Masters of the Universe turned out to be the mess it was. What are you talking they, about? That movie's yeah, awesome. Because yeah. <laughs> they ran out of money constantly.
2: Star Wars on Earth, man. I love Masters of the Universe. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: this movie was Stallone was struggling. It was the 80s. He was kind of making a lot of kind of just. B movies that weren't making a ton of money, you know, with outside of like the Rambo franchise, he's got Cobra, he's got, you know, a lot of movies that just aren't quite making the home run money that they want. And he offers Stallone $12 million to make this movie. Now, at the time, most actors were making like $3 million, big name actors. And he offered Stallone. Tw- he's this movie is the reason actors started demanding huge, huge salaries. Oh, are you serious? Is because he quadrupled the market for Sylvester Stallone for this movie, and every other actor after that goes, "Like crap, Stallone's got twelve million. I want fifteen. <laughs> That's awesome." He completely skewed the market for everything because of over the top.
2: Oh my god, that is awesome! Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> That's. Oh. That's so crazy. I mean Salone says he he comes out and says that
3: I didn't want to make this movie. The only reason was he gave me way way more money than anyone was going to give me. So I said screw it, let's make the movie.
2: Dude, the posters fantastic. That makes sense why Master's <laughs> Universe looks awesome.
3: Yeah. Uh, they would make the poster long before the movie was man, ready.
2: The Superman 4 poster is the best part of that movie. Man. Dude, <laughs> You're not lying. That's crazy. Okay, so one thing over the top has going for it. Not only the poster, but the logo. You know me and logos, right? I mean, the Karate Kid has an awesome logo, and Over the Top just has that awesome, cool. Like literally, each word is on top of each other. I love the logo to Over the Top because that's how we that's how we start off. So we have Sylvester Stallone plays the character of Lincoln Hawk. Uh, he's a struggling uh, he's a struggling truck driver. And uh, he does arm wrestling on the side, which you'll find out later. But the whole point, the setup of the movie is we got his son, Michael, who's coming. What he's graduating military school, right? Yep. yep. Eighth eighth grade, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. So he's graduating military school. And you see him getting ready, cleaning up, getting the truck ready. Now, the thing that I love, and you can tell this is definitely the 80s, when, when he shows up to pick up Michael, they immediately release him to his dad. You can't do that stuff in 2017. <laughs> there's court papers you got to sign. There's identification. There's all that crap. I was like, mm-hmm. man, he went way too easy with his dad. That's all I got to say about that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, His. Uh, the only
3: thing he had to show was a picture of him and his mom. Exactly. Like you have identification. I've got this picture of me and your mom. Put it
2: up. Exactly. Alright, so Tabby, what did uh, what's your first impression when you uh, first saw Michael on the screen? Which one is that again? That's the little boy.
0: Um, that he's a jerk.
2: He's a jerk. Okay. So get into details. Why did you think he was a jerk?
0: Um, because he didn't even give his dad a chance, like to improve himself till later.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, that's kind of the the setup of the movie, though, is that, you know, you have a dad who's been away. And
0: he just looked like a jerk.
2: He kind (laughs) of, I guess that's fair enough. I mean, let's think about it. He he walks in there, and he's immediately like, you know, sir, uh, I'm not supposed to go home with anybody. I love
0: how he says,
3: sir.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, immediately Michael is kind of unlikable, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. What's your uh, first impressions of Mike when uh, when the movie starts off?
3: He's the snobby rich kid. <laughs> he's the kid going to military school who thinks he's better than everyone. Like, he thinks he's smarter than everyone, and he's better than everyone, right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of who he is.
2: I mean, it's true. Uh, you know, that,
3: what... That's saying a lot for a kid who has the name that he has, by the way. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I'm not,
3: not going to put his name together on the show, but...
2: <laughs> hey, be nice now. Come on. I'm All right. So so uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, immediately um, I like, you know, because in each of his movies, he kind of changes his voice a little bit. I would definitely say that, you know, we did the Rocky movies and I absolutely I, I fell in love with those movies, forgot just how amazing they were. But I think for me, this is actually my favorite performance of Sylvester is in this movie. Uh, And that's saying a lot because you know there's there's a ton of movies that I love him in Tango and Cash all this and that but I I just I love his performance in this movie. Uh, Just immediately just the way his facial expressions are when Michael starts kind of going off on him and you could just feel the hurt. uh, But at the same time he knows that that hurt is deserved because of the fact that he's been gone. And I like the fact that they don't get into it right away. They kind of take half of the movie to really get into why he's been gone. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. And, uh, so basically he, the whole point is that, uh, Sylvester Stone's character, Lincoln Hawk's going to pick up Michael and they're going to go on a road trip. Uh, so that way they could go see Michael's mom who currently is in the hospital. Now she has cancer, but, right. uh, refresh my memory here. Uh, She was supposed to get surgery, but it wasn't supposed to be life-threatening surgery. Is that correct?
3: Something like that? Don't read too much into the story of this movie. Yeah, yeah. The writing of this movie, because it's kind of... I mean, to the point where, I don't know if you've noticed, but I can't not notice it now when I watch, that they change Lincoln's name throughout the movie. It changes back and forth, depending on who's saying his name. No, Um,
2: what are you talking about? So... (laughs)
3: Half the time they call him Lincoln Hawk. Right. Half the time they call him Lincoln Hawks. Um, sometimes it says Hawks on the screen. <laughs> sometimes it says Hawk. Oh. Some when people when when people come up to him, some of them say Mister Hawks, and some of them say Mister Hawk. It yeah. they no continuity in this movie. <laughs> uh, they, no one making the movie said, "Wait, is his name Lincoln Hawk?" Or and then sometimes they call him Link Hawk, and sometimes they call him Link Hawks. It's only, all over the place.
2: Only Jameson would know that. <laughs> uh, you know, now not that you mentioned, I do remember some of the villains doing that. but it's When
3: a... Smasher comes up to me, he's like, hey, you hawks? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: That's right. Yeah, it's Smasher. Uh, okay, so within the first, I think I, I checked the time of this. This is eight minutes in. Michael immediately does escape attempt, all right? So right. He, he goes inside. He says, sir, can I ask you a question? This truck is disgusting. <laughs> and then, you know, Lincoln's just like, uh, it's, it's old, Michael, you know? It's all good. And he goes, what's up with all these pictures? How did you get them? Well, I asked your mom to send them to me. Well, how come I never got a letter? And he immediately starts going off on him. So I like the tension that's See? built somewhere. Which, yeah, but he has a right to feel that way because he feels abandoned. Yeah. But, right. What I dig, though, is when he does the escape, he's like, sir, I'm not feeling good. I like the scene where he's going across the road, and he immediately jumps out and grabs him before he gets hit by a vehicle. I mean, this is choreographed really good because, I mean, he was going in oncoming traffic, and, I mean, those guys, they weren't going no 10 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? I really dig just no, the way I'm they saying. set that up. And T-Mac was
3: rooting for the other cars to get him.
2: <laughs> Were you? No. No? Okay. <laughs> um, so... I I do like the line. It's one of my favorites where he goes, I hate you. And he goes, good, hate me. We got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. I I really like that line. It's really good. Um, And then we get introduced to the grandfather. Now, uh, hey, I actually love this guy, Robert. Robert Loja. Oh, my gosh. My favorite character he's ever played is in Opportunity Knox. Oh, yeah, he's good, man. God, I love him in that. He's also in Necessary Roughness. He takes over as being a coach. He's fantastic. This is really the only movie where I know him to be a quote unquote bad guy. He's
3: uh, he's a bad guy in Scarface. He's the main one of the main bad guys in Scarface.
2: Uh, and I've never seen that, so I, you don't need to. I don't, don't need, need, to. need to. Yeah, it's overrated, so <laughs> it's all good. But uh, and I, they do establish the fact of like, well, why'd you let him go home? Well, the mother has full custody. So she gave their permission all was well. So like I said, 30 years ago, this could fly. So if you're going to remake this movie, you definitely would have to change how he's able to walk away with Michael so easily. Unlike, you know, unlike in this movie. So uh, so immediately, uh, once they kind of establish, okay, Dad, I hate you. Okay, we got to start somewhere. They get in the truck and uh, they start kind of cruising down the road. And I think the first thing they do is they're like, do you want to get something to eat? And that's where we establish the arm wrestling section of the movie.
3: <laughs> and we, that is where we rip the sleeves off the military uniform.
2: <laughs> that's right. Uh, so, um, our main ha- doesn't he have to start
0: training first before he does
2: that? No, no, that that happens later. Cause he goes to they go to get something to eat, and that's when the dude calls him Hawks. What you say his name was Smasher, right? That's Smasher. Name? Yeah, Smasher comes up he's like you Hawks. I remember that, now that you say it, you hawks. I'm like, why the hell does he call him Hawks? It's Hawk. Yeah. Uh but uh he's like, you know, maybe and then uh that's when he's like, I gotta go to work. And Michael at this point, he's just like, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> what is going on here? Right. But but he, he's definitely curious and he's kinda at this point he doesn't want his dad. You know, he doesn't want his dad hurt. And what I like is he turns his hat. And what I really enjoy is the fact they never explain that until the end of the movie. I've Mm -hmm. always appreciated that because they kind of leave somewhat of a mystery uh, as they do other things. But it's really cool. It's like even though he says at the end of the movie, it's like, you know, I'm turning into a different person like a machine. You get that vibe immediately by the music, by the way his eyes look, all that good stuff so what do you think sir of this our, our first arm wrestling scene let's talk about
3: it uh yeah i mean he does a good job of setting up what he does that he's like a backroom arm wrestler it's weird because like it, like is there a, a bunch just the truck all the truck drivers arm wrestle or is there like a truck driving circuit and then you have the big dude uh bull yeah, whatever his name is Bullhammer, yeah yeah Bull looks like looks like Big Show comes showing up and dude I have I, I don't know if I've seen anyone sweat through a t shirt as like he does. I know in right? the he comes up and he, his shirt is just saturated, he's glistening, he's like, You Hawks kid <laughs> What is wrong with you?
2: No, did he call him Hawk or Hawks? I don't even
3: remember. He's back could have called him the same thing in two in the twice in the same sentence. I mean it's you know, it does a good job of showing that, you know, and, and it's a wild bar it's a roadhouse style bar that they're in right it's a trucker bar right right and uh and you know lincoln kind of stands out as being the one quiet one out of the group and that's kind of the one thing that that to me kind of stands out about him is he's not the one screaming and and all that he's kind of the one that's quiet and is like uh, trying to keep to himself granted he's got like a 12 year old kid with him so he probably should but yeah uh. Yeah, I like, I like it. It sets, it sets up his character decent.
2: Yeah. Tabby, what did you think of the first arm wrestling scene? Give me your thoughts.
0: I liked it because how he won was he put his hand and turned
2: it and then... Uh, okay, let's talk about that. Let's do this. All right, so... In the movie, Michael does more over the top than Sylvester Stallone does over the top. But that's uh-huh. another story. Okay. So I tried doing this as a kid because, you know, I never did arm wrestling. And then when I did it, I got my arm broken. So it, that, that's just a joke. I really <laughs> I didn't get my arm broken. But uh, being a small guy that I am, uh, I did arm wrestling very short in my life because I suck. But the only reason I did it is just so I could try to do that, that move that he does. So let's talk about this. What yeah. the hell is he doing? He's basically what? He's, he's keeping the hand and then he somehow moves his finger over he and rolls, he bent, bends your wrist, right? That's what he's doing?
3: He, he rolls, you, you roll your fingers over and you, you encircle the other guy's thumb so that you have more leverage. It's an illegal move is what it is. <laughs> <And> <laughs> this, I mean, this is so much of what the 80s were. The 80s movies were about montages And secret moves in fights, right? Right. I mean, everyone that was every fight movie, someone had a secret move that they're gonna pull out, and most of them were illegal. You know, the crane kick was an illegal contact to the face. No, it was not. (laughs) Yes, it
2: was. No, it was not. Illegal contact to the face. No, it was. we're gonna. You know what? I'm damn tired. You are not allowed to draw blood in a tournament like that. There was no blood. Number one, there was this stupid meme going around about justice for Johnny. I freaking hate it with a passion. You know how many sites that, I go on and I have to defend okay. Wait, No because
3: they, oh, no. your hero, Mr. Macho himself, has says that has said that's an illegal move. No. That's and crazy. that they just couldn't do the move that he wanted to do because he would have to be on wires to do so.
2: Okay, so they established, it was, it's they, a kick to the face. It's illegal. No, no. Johnny kicked two people in the face during the You're the Best uh, montage. Got points for it. So why the hell can Johnny kick two people in the face, but Daniel can't kick him in the face and win? That's I'm BS.
3: Gonna, I'm going to send you a link to Ralph Macchio, your <laughs> idol, telling you that you're wrong.
2: You can go ahead, and I'll piss all over it because it's bull crap is what it is, son. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. Right? Because, Wait, the, uh, No, uh, look, they established the fact that you can hit the head, headsturdom and wait, wait, anything above the waist is a point. You can hit the head, the sternum, the waist. So face is part of the head. And dudes got hit in the face multiple times in that movie, and they all got points. So it's just a way of where you get hit. And no, there was no blood. Because I didn't see Johnny come and just give him the trophy and say, oh, hey, man, I got blood all over my face. But congratulations, Daniel. So. Let's see. I
3: think I got it right here. You're
2: full of crap, man. I don't buy I'm it. I'm
3: looking at it. I'm going to send it to you. He
2: probably photoshopped it. Listen, you're pissing me off, man. It's, uh-huh. we, we do not go down this road, okay? It's sacred. Uh-huh. It's sacred territory. We don't do this. So, this justice for Johnny stuff is garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage, man. Is what it is.
3: Oh man, illegal maneuvers, no good. <laughs> Anyways,
2: it's the same with this. It's the
3: same with most fight movies of the '80s. Is secret moves. The over-the-top move is illegal in arm wrestling. Okay. It's not a thing. Um, but in this movie, it's the, no one can stop it.
2: No one can stop
3: it. Okay. Once, once you do correct, no one can stop.
2: Oh, but you're right, man. I, we got some montages up in this movie, and I love this one. This is great. Uh, and I like the fact that Bull, he seems actually like a nice guy. He doesn't seem like the douchebag that he turns into at the end of the movie, uh, but you're right. I mean, I think his blood sugar was pretty low when he came in with this with his shirt all soaking like that. Man, it's pretty. Crazy. <laughs> okay, so uh, after we get our first arm wrestling scene, and uh, we've established, okay, this is what he does on the side, and it's a way of communicating with Michael at this point. So. Right. Uh, after this scene, what do we get next? What happens? Uh...
3: Then they go on the road again and he teaches them to drive, right?
2: That's right. Because Michael is constantly insulting him about intelligence and how easy it must be
3: right. to,
2: uh, to uh, now, I never knew what it felt to be a milkshake. No, now I, I love the STL nation, how they created a meme for this. It hmm. said, Hey, you're gonna teach me how to drive a truck because in ten minutes I'm gonna to need to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was funny. Um, this is a really good scene. Um, what did you think of this, Tabby, when he uh, he's teaching him how to drive the truck? Because you really be you Michael. really enjoyed this scene. What? I
0: wanna <laughs> oh, want to be Michael.
2: Oh, now you want to be him? So, yeah. So are you starting at this point? Are you starting to kind of forgive him for being a jerk in the beginning of the movie?
0: Yeah, until he does it again
2: when oh you're talking later on when yeah. The, yeah well we'll get there when we get there i'm talking about in this moment in time you're starting to change your attitude towards michael and yes. and cuz you you understand why he was angry with his dad yeah
0: cuz if somebody abandoned me
2: i'd be mad too yeah see jameson don't go abandoning people man it hurts,
3: <laughs> it, hurts it hurts folks man <laughs> i love this scene because there is some of the most blatant advertising i've ever seen in a movie they show that brute uh, cologne. You know that that's the the semi that he's got is a brute cologne uh, trailer. Yeah. They show like six close ups of that brute cologne, and I go and look it up, and there is a there was a huge ad campaign like this paid for a good chunk of the movie. Oh yeah. Was the brute ad cologne brute cologne ad? It, it's it's hilarious that I mean they did this whole sweepstakes about you could win some brute you know, like. Man, it is so blatantly obvious in this movie. It's not accidental. It wasn't like, oh, what trailer do we have? I don't know. (laughs) They're going to pay us for this movie.
2: Well, I I like this scene, you know, the highway scenes when they're in the truck. They got some – this soundtrack is amazing, man. It's Uh, a good – Yeah, it's very good. It's kind of reminiscent of the Rocky IV uh, soundtrack. Uh, So, yeah, after he teaches Mike how to drive the truck, very cool. It's a very fun scene. Uh, I had Kaylee – uh, watching it with us, and, and she's like, oh, he's going to drive the truck, and, and she was really enjoying it. So uh, after this, this is when we get the – uh where Michael wrestles. Is this correct?
3: Yeah, they have to stop and eat again.
2: Right. They're very hungry. So <laughs> I, I kind of see why Michael gets pissed because he's like, you feeling strong, and he just kind of – he doesn't even warn him. He just throws him into the wolves and he's just right. like, Hey, my kid can beat you. And it's like, Whoa, just kind of out of nowhere because he's starting to come around and kind of he's smiling more. The, the whole truck thing really embedded trust in their relationship. Cause they haven't had that at all. And, and rightfully so. But I think that the truck scene, the him driving the truck scene is very important. Not only because it comes into play later on in the movie, but it establishes, you know, the, the hardness in the relationship is he's finally starting to come around and change and, and he's trusting his dad. So that's one of the reasons why that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is because it helps change Mike's attitude. You know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, so things are going good, but they're eating and then he's like, you know, you feeling strong. So then we get Mike, uh, he's got to face this douchebag. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know I've seen this kid before. The guy he arm wrestles. Where have I seen this? Help me out. I'm
3: I'm looking it up because I don't know, but he does he just has that punchable face that eighties bullies had. Right. He looks like a
0: guy from my school. I just wanna Well,
3: there you go. (laughs) He kinda has a Scut Farkas look to him where you just wanna punch him. Let's see, over the top. I'll Mm -hmm. tell you this the uh, the pinball machine that they are arm wrestling on, I own that pinball machine.
2: Uh still to this day?
3: Yes, the Captain Card pinball machine. That was uh, in my my wife's – it's my wife's pinball machine. It was in her dad's bar from like 1974 on, and uh, we still have it. So when I watch it, I go, hey, that's our pinball machine. I want to get a picture of my boy's arm wrestling on it.
2: Dude, that would be awesome, and then do a meme about it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if you were to go on eBay and say – actual pinball machine from over the top how much money you get out of it
3: <laughs>
2: you be you be rich dude you could retire now man just just sure. forget it dude you
3: everybody know? wants that <laughs> <The
2: people. laughs> oh man it's like the chewing gum of britney spears on ebay you know what i'm saying yeah
3: exactly boy this would really help if i knew the kid's name in the movie i know right uh, you know that's kind of making things a lot more difficult tabby,
2: what was his name wasn't it bully one or something what was his there's, name there's there's
3: Oh, she, yeah, said, yeah. she
2: says he looks like Billy. So
3: second boy.
2: Second boy. Third it,
3: boy. Who's the first boy?
2: It's got to be the blonde. It's got to be the guy he fought. Come on, come on. I
3: don't know. Unfortunately, none of these people have pictures. So
2: uh, that sucks. All right. So, uh, So I like how he turns. He turns his hat, and he loses the first match because you know it's two out of three, and uh, you know Michael goes out really, really upset, and this is where. Uh, we get the line, which I absolutely love. Is, you know, the world don't meet nobody halfway. If you want it, you got to take it, which of course is a recurring theme. Uh, we ha- we'll talk about the fantastic song later on that plays in the movie. Uh, but uh, this line will come into play not only now, but will come into play later on. Uh, right. But it's a fantastic line. Still works uh, in 2017. Um, I dig it. And it helps change things around. And uh, Michael comes in, and he's he has the exact same look that Sylvester Stallone did when he first went in his match. And I dig that. I thought that was really good. Uh, what does what the bully say to him before he says, I think your breast stinks? You ready to get hurt, punk? What does he say to him? I can't remember. I don't know. You don't. Uh,
0: he just says something stupid. You're dead meat.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, good times. So this is good. Now, Michael, he does over the top twice uh, in this. Good times. Uh, yeah. D- now
3: unstoppable move that's what it's proving this scrawny little punk all he has to know is one move and he can change the physics of, and everything of the match there's nothing this bully can do
2: i i do like when he wins he's like money please
0: <laughs> wait does michael say i think your breast stinks yeah
2: yeah that's mike's the one that said it to the bully. i think your breast stinks and then when he wins he's like money please so good times now uh, this this next scene this shocked my little girl Kaylee she was like oh no like she literally stood up on the couch and she yelled she, when uh, th- when they kidnapped Michael
3: oh sure yeah oh,
2: crazy scene Tabby I th- I can't remember what you said but you were re- you weren't expecting this scene and you got kind of upset when yeah. when they stole them so at this point I knew Tabby turned around on Michael she didn't she didn't hate him no more so this is a good scene man um, because dudes are trying to knock out. On- trying to knock out hawk he's got blood all over his face and man he gets in that truck and he does some ramming, man uh this is a great scene what do you think
3: yeah yeah especially i like how they do it it's in the background too he's on the phone talking to his wife yeah and you just see in the background these two thugs these two goons come and just grab michael and it's it's almost it's a little blurry even you know exactly. and you're like wait, wait 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 what's going on behind you look over your shoulder dummy
2: Right. That's yeah, what I good. like about it. It's like the background scene in Karate Kid where, you know, he's at the restaurant and you got the Cope crying in the background. Even that's kind of blurry a little bit. And that was reminiscent for me of the background. I, I dig background scenes. I don't know why. It's something that they do in 80s movies. Uh, and that's always a good time. So uh, I definitely enjoy this scene. It definitely got things pumped up, ready to go. And then uh, that's when we start getting the montage. Uh, and uh, isn't this when, uh, when the song kicks in? Uh, Meet me halfway. Dude, okay. I got to say this. So there may be a handful of songs in this world. I don't know, maybe five, six, that every time I hear them, I get chills. And this is still to this day that song. Whenever I hear it, I I get goosebumps, man. I love this song. And I'm not a slow song guy, as you know that. Every every time Mm -hmm. I'm in the Underground Hour, I try to not play slow songs. But I would play this song all the time. I love this song. What What are your thoughts on this fantastic song? sir?
3: So this reminds me, I mean, every time I hear this song, I vividly remember sitting in the theater as a kid watching this movie Yeah. Um, and being completely confused because I've been told to, a couple times in this movie that the world meets no one halfway. And then the song says, meet me halfway. And he's like, no one's going to meet you halfway. And then the song says, meet me halfway. <laughs> and I'm like, but no one's going to meet no, this doesn't make any sense to me. It, it, I still don't, I still don't understand the correlation. It's a great song, but it completely belies the message that Stallone's telling you in the entire movie is that no one's gonna meet you halfway. And then Kenny Loggins wants you to meet you, him halfway.
2: Well, here's where I break it apart. So the world doesn't meet you halfway for the things that you want. You have to fight for. But when it comes to two people loving each other, all they got to do is meet each other halfway. So that, that's how I that's how I break oh, it that's apart.
3: That's so sentimental.
2: Hey, man, I'm I'm just doing the feminine side. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in touch, man. Come on, chick flicks for guys. Glad we
3: got, I'm glad we got you for the feminine side. T-Mac, what are you here for? Yeah, what are you here for? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, your dad, what? your dad says he's here for the feminine side. So we need you to step up for something else. Then. Yes,
2: yes. Like what do you mean?
3: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
2: Never. Uh, have you not been paying attention? No. Oh my gosh.
3: That is the most honest and amazing answer.
2: It's true. Well, at exactly. least at least she's honest because she exactly. got she got a text message, so she's over here texting, so that's okay. I, I mean, could,
0: I could say yeah, I'm I'm all paying right. attention.
2: That's what I do when Mike asks me a question. I haven't been paying attention. I just start <laughs> talking about something else. You
0: mean like that one time when we played the game and you got it wrong?
2: She's talking about last episode, sir, when you totally blew. Oh. What, what movie am I? Those was rough.
3: We'll get retribution later. Oh
2: yes, yes. Yep. We got some. We got some good ones for you, folks. Good times. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we get the song, and then we get fa- it's a fantastic montage. Then we get the hospital scene. So they finally reached. Uh, they reached the destination where they went to two days, and we get the notification that uh, Michael's mom and Sylvester Stallone, Hawk. His wife has died. Missus um, Mrs. Hawks. Hawks. Missus Hawk. <laughs> I don't know. Hawk or Hawks. Uh, she died. So Tabby, uh, when you saw this scene, you kind of, you kind of said, "I think she's gonna die." But we got to this scene, and it actually happened. What were your thoughts?
0: Like, I just got chills down my body. That was it. Really? Yeah.
2: Like sad chills.
0: Yeah, cause like. If my mom died, I don't know how to recover from that. Because, like, Michael, like, the way Michael reacted, I would probably react like that, but two times worse because, you know, I'm a, I'm a girl. Right,
2: right, exactly. It, it was, yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. It's a legitimate scene. I I thought it was handled well. Um, Michael just, he gets, at this point, everything that they've accomplished in two days has kind of been flushed down the toilet because he's just like, because of you, she's dead, you know, mm-hmm. and then immediately escapes and, uh, and heads off. And even, you know, I, I I wouldn't say just in the 80s, but even in 2017, a kid could catch a cab. That'd be no problem. Uh, right. n- nothing's changed in 30 years in regards to that. Like taxi. Right. Okay. So uh, we get a big scene uh, where uh, Michael is now um, at his uh, grandfather's. And it takes it takes Hawk a little bit to get there because he's, he's mourning his wife, too. I the cinematography on the one shot where he's sitting on the truck and it's like sunset, I love that shot. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's a, kind of on the poster. If you look at it, it's got uh, bull and him. They're you know about ready to arm wrestle, but there's a truck in the sunset. It's the exact same sunset when he's sitting on the truck. I really dig that.
0: Sunsets are really
2: pretty. Very very much so. Uh, but we get the big action scene where he comes, he's like, I want Mike. And, uh, that, that one guy that says, you're not welcome here. The guy with the curly hair, he's always a dick. And that
3: movies- guy, that, that guy is Terry Funk, professional wrestler, Terry. Oh, Funk. Oh
2: my God. That's who it was.
3: And Terry <sighs> Funk when, uh, I mean, he was, he was Robert Lozier's bodyguard in this. And then. Later on, went on to become a bodyguard for a different rich guy in Roadhouse. Oh yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> he was Terry Funk is a hardcore wrestling legend and is amazing at getting thrown through doors in move. <laughs> yeah. That's like his go to move is <laughs> someone's gonna throw me through a door or a wall. It's gonna happen to me.
2: And and it's actually him going through it. Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah,
3: he doesn't care. He's gone through worse. He's the guy used to have barbed wire uh, inferno matches. Oh, going through a going through a patio door ain't nothing.
2: Thank you. I could not place where I was like I know him from somewhere, and I know it's not just movies, but I just I couldn't place it. So thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. My WWE love started you know late uh, late nine late nineties early two thousands when I mm-hmm. in ninety eight actually that's when everything changed for me. That's when I I hated sports because I I grew up as a basketball. Quick trivia for STL Nation. I oh. I, I I grew up. Uh, you know being in Chicago my dad would always take me to White Sox games and Bulls games and uh, Blackhawk games and all that stuff. So sports was my life think think Batman now, but sports back then if, if that makes sense mm-hmm. And my whole life was sports and then when I hit 18, I didn't care. I hated sports. I was done so that's when when I met my wife uh, she's like, oh, we're going to go to my sister's and we're going to watch wrestling. I'm like, I don't want to watch that trash. I'm like, oh, that's so stupid. And then, that was, and then it was – and then Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson walks out, starts ripping on people. I'm like, who is that guy? I'm like, oh, that's The Rock. We don't like him. You want to like this guy, Stone Cold. I'm like, yeah, no, but that guy's funny. That, I like him. So that's how I got into wrestling, and, and that's why I was always at war. It was always – I was the rock lover. Everybody was stone cold. And then it wasn't until Walking Tall. And then my wife changed her thing on The Rock. And now we're all rock lovers. It's all good. But I hated sports. Uh, I, I mean, I still hate sports. Only wrestling is all I dig. So the whole Terry Funk thing, yeah, that's why I didn't really know. Because, you know, my love didn't start until 98. So. All right. It's going strong, though. I still watch it, even though it's terrible. Some weeks we have our good weeks and our bad weeks. So. What do you think? God bless of, you. What do you think of WrestleMania coming up in a few days, sir? I, I'm not I know ex-
3: nothing about it.
2: I'm not excited at all, man. Uh, Why? Two two part timers going for the belt. This is terrible. Goldberg versus uh, Brock Lesnar for the belt. Ugh.
0: Brock Lesnar's never there to defend it. He's always like, that's oh.
3: my point. He, so I don't. Like... I I I don't watch much wrestling anymore. But. I do know that there are two men on this card that are wrestling that I used to watch when I was in middle school, maybe?
2: Undertaker would be one. Undertaker Goldberg?
3: Yeah. I mean, these guys were wrestling long ago. I mean, these wow. well... I mean, Triple H ain't that much far behind. I and mean, There's a lot of guys that are nearing. Uh, they're almost eligible for Medicaid, and they're out there. getting <laughs> like, I don't need to see that.
2: Well, this is Undertaker's last match. It's against uh, Roman Reigns. And, and you know that if Roman wins, people are going to hate him even more than they hate him now. This is a suicide match. I'm telling you. It's I terrible. I do
3: not need to see guys that are older than my dad wrestling. <sighs>
2: That's the thing, Goldberg, I mean, uh, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for the main match, I don't know, dude.
0: I remember that one match when it was Undertaker versus Brock, and Undertaker couldn't take it, and then nobody cared about the Divas match. I would have just <laughs> That's shocked.
2: That's right, Uh, when Undertaker lost, lost the and everybody was still in shock, and the Divas match came out, and nobody gave a crap, because they were still in shock, Undertaker I lost, you remember that? That's insane. So since this is turned into over the wrestling, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, Terry Funk, that's what started this this crazy wrestling talk. I apologize, guys, but I have a lot of <laughs> wrestling fans, so it's all good. Um, so we get the big uh, the big truck through the mansion. Now, here's, here's what I got to know. What was he thinking when he decided to go through a gate, a pond, and a house? How is he going to pay for the damages and not get arrested? He's he's a
3: he's not that bright.
2: I, I, what was his plan, okay? Was he just planning on I'm going to drive through this house, I'm going to take my kid, I'm just going to happily just take off? I mean, is that what he was thinking?
3: Well, yeah, obviously. He was going to get away in one of the fastest vehicles on earth, a rusted dump <laughs> old old semi. And yeah, they'll never catch me. They'll they'll never find me.
2: He's not that bright.
3: He did not think this through. Neither did the
2: writers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so Hawk goes through um, and he gets arrested. um, And then we get the scene where they basically tell him, look, if you leave, we will not press charges, which isn't understandable. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I like the fact of, well, what does Mike say? Um, With this scene, you know, I like how honest it is of like, You know, I know I haven't been around, but I really want to stick around. And Michael's like, it's you know, I've had fun, but where would we go? You know, he's worried about security and Mm -hmm. all Hawk promises is we can be together. And that's all that really matters, which it is true. But in Michael's eyes, all he's been a rich kid his whole life, having and not having the money anymore. You know, I see both sides of the story here. Does he sign Michael away? Yeah. Okay, that's that's what I thought.
3: Yeah, because yeah, they come back yeah, to it later in the movie. They keep it. saying you signed him, you signed him away.
2: Yeah, because yeah. and it's like, okay, if he signed him away, how is because he's later says, well, when this is over, I'm coming to get my kid. How can he do that after he signed away his kid? No idea. Okay. It's well, he'll probably, the just, of the movie. he'll
3: probably just. What? He'll probably just have to go to the courthouse and show a picture of him and Michael's mom, and then they'll <laughs> just give it to him. <laughs> this is all I need. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm already certified.
2: I'm a cert- <laughs> certified G. Oh, good times. All right, so um, we get the funeral, um, which is definitely you know another another montage, and I, I like this because it's very very subtle. Just walks up, lays the roses down, and uh, and takes off. And he he tells you know they establish the fact he's going to Vegas. So then here's the thing. I really like this scene where Michael is looking for the letters, but what do you think prompted it? Cause it, I mean, it randomly just kind of starts where he's just, is it cause he just goes in his mom room and then he just thinks, huh, I wonder if my dad wrote it. Cause it it's in a montage. So it's well, not because, very clear.
3: Yeah. Well, because he told him earlier in the movie, like I've been writing you every birthday, every Christmas I've been writing you. Why haven't you gotten in the mail? Blah, blah, blah. And so I think it was at this time where, yeah, it kind of jogged his mind, like. He said he's been writing me. Why haven't I ever gotten a letter from him?
2: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this begins a montage, which, you know, is really cool. Michael sees all the letters and everything, and then he's happy. He knows his dad wasn't lying. And then he's like, okay, now I really want to be with my dad. But, I actually thought he was in Vegas, so I don't, I didn't remember the whole him trying to go on the journey to get to his dad. <laughs> I totally forgot about that because I thought when smuggling he... himself through the
3: oh uh, through the luggage claim, it was just ridiculous.
2: So good, thirty years old, man. That's what happens back in '87. Um, uh-huh. Good times. So, and I think Tabby, you were a little confused because um, you were wondering, well, what what's he doing? You didn't know he was looking for the letters, right?
0: No, they were just going through his mom's stuff.
2: Okay, but just looking for cash. But yeah. once 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 he found <laughs> looking for cash. <laughs> once he found the letters, you knew right away what what was going on, right? That
0: yeah, he was looking to see if his dad was lying or not.
2: Right, and then once he once you saw a smile on his face, and then you saw him get dressed, you're like, oh boy, he's gonna go find his dad.
0: Yeah, and when he learns how to drive, I get even more jealous. Like he, how can a kid that's 12 years old drive all the way to an airport? smuggle himself and not get caught
2: (laughs) because it's 1987 that's why (laughs) because the 80s it's true our answer for every question is the 80s good times (laughs) um so uh this is where we get the sammy Hagar song starts to play and i dig this song man this song's good times the winter takes the fall crap oh man good times man uh and the whole time, Michael is just trying to get to his dad. And I like the fact you got the henchmen that are trying to follow him the whole time. I really dig that. It's the uh, Tom and Jerry, uh, you know, cat and mouse chase. I really dig that. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, at this point in the game, okay. The only here's my here's my issue I have with the movie, and I've I've let stuff pass uh, in the past uh, for way more than this little thing, so I'll probably let it in this review as well, but I, I gotta let it be known what I hate in this movie, is the guy who specifically says that, remember this is a three elimination match. And, no, it's uh, double elimination. Yeah, double elimination. And the guy says it 21 times in the movie. Amen. Just yeah. because... When Sylvester Stallone loses, you don't want to forget he still has another chance. So they want to remind you 21 times that it's a double elimination match. I That's... heard you the first time.
3: Oh, they say it so many times because they want—they just pounding it into your head. Because look, he's gonna lose this one. Anything can happen. Though remember, it's double elimination. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, uh, anything. It, yeah, it, they just hammer that home. It's so stupid how many times they go. with that. <laughs> Like, yeah, no,
2: I get it. <laughs> I heard I heard you the first time, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they just assumed that the audience wasn't that smart. So, you know. Yeah, no, obviously. It's okay. Again, I've let way bigger stuff, you know, pass in movies than something like this. But I got to just say how much it annoys me to no end.
3: Oh, there's there's a lot in this final sequence that just annoys the heck out of me in the climax of the movie that just it, little things I've picked up on over many watchings. Like I keep picking up on another thing. Like that doesn't make a damn bit of sense.
2: Okay. Give me an example.
3: All right. So this is a arm wrestling tournament, right? I mean, it's the big one. I mean, it's on every TV in Las Vegas. It's a packed stadium full of people. Um, And I, I still can't quite figure out who is this arm wrestling tournament for, Because when they announce people like he's the five-time world champion, Bull Hurley, and he's this guy, and then they say, from the truckers division, Lincoln Hawk. I'm like, oh, they have a truckers division? (laughs) So the trucker truck drivers have their own division in arm wrestling, but Bull Hurley's a truck driver too. And then they announce the oh, what's I wrote his name down because it drives me nuts. (laughs) Harry Bosco. Harry Bosco is the, the head of the Teamsters. Like, the Teamsters are all truck drivers too. Like so is this an arm wrestling tournament for just truck drivers? Like are or are all truck drivers arm wrestlers? I don't get it. But the fact that they announced three different times that he is from the truckers division, you know, like this doesn't make any sense well, to me.
2: No, no. The, the truckers division, there's only one because the giveaway prize is a big truck. So No, that's thing is is they say he's from the Truckers Division, but not everyone is, or why would you announce
3: one guy from the Truckers Division? So then the grand prize is a, is a semi if you're not in the truckers division and you win this what do you care if you win a semi truck <laughs> that's the grand prize but wait like i'm i'm not what truck
2: you know what there was a montage showing like females going at it and yeah. little guys so you know what it was just uh you know kind of like the karate kid it was there was little kids fighting they, they had a whole bunch of tournaments going on and the big tournament was Daniel He's versus for the John
3: truck drivers.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: It, it's, it's... Wait a minute. This is like the world arm wrestling championship and the world wants to see the best truck driving arm wrestler. Okay. That's, that's silly. Uh, I'm with you. I, no, don't try to explain it. Cause it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense, but I love that. I love that uh, rationale too. Cause yeah, I mean, you see when Michael's like, Wandering around Vegas, like every TV is on the arm wrestling championships, like must see TV, right? I mean, I know you watch it every year, so I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here. And we just talked about wrestling. You're a huge fan of the National Arm Wrestling Association, but
2: right, it, it's the World Arm Wrestling Championships, sir. Get it right. That's the actual. Sorry, that's the actual <laughs> my, name.
3: My apologies.
2: The grand prize is 100 grand. All right, let's get it. Let's get it straight. There's, oh, there's so good. Okay. Let, Let's go to Wikipedia, and let's read what it has to say. All right, let's see. After his release, Hawk leaves to compete in the World Arm Wrestling Championship in Las Vegas. His hope is to win the grand prize of $100,000 in a brand-new, larger semi-truck and start his own truck company. Mm -hmm. Hawk is a clear underdog, having a size disadvantage over just about every other participant, including his own rival, Bill Hurley, who is the odds- the odds-on favorite out of the other 500 competitors.
3: Yeah, so these aren't all truck drivers. This is the World Arm Wrestling Championship. Uh,
2: right. When he arrives, he sells his truck for seven grand and uses his money to place the bet on himself to win the tournament. And then, meanwhile, Michael finds the letters that Hawkson over the years, realizes his grandfather has been hiding the truth about his father from him, so he does it, blah, 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 blah. So Hawk advances to the final eight competitors in the double elimination tournament.
3: Oh wait, I, it's double elimination?
2: Yeah, double elimination huh. tournament. I had,
3: I hadn't heard that. Must have missed that part.
2: Smartass. <laughs> Before suffering his first loss, injuring his arm in the So practice. he was out then. Yeah, because it's double elimination. Oh,
3: yeah, that's right. Okay.
2: that's right. Because they haven't established that he's he's able to lose. Remember? Yep, yep. I love
3: how he's a doctor too. Like, oh, I think the tendon's coming off the bone here. If you want to just uh, fix that, like, what do you know?
2: Uh so good. yeah, good times. Um, so this
3: is this is an arm wrestling tournament for all arm wrestlers, and somebody is gonna win a semi, whether you drive a semi or not.
2: It's true. So, <laughs> so if you are, if Tabby was in this and she was yep. fighting Bull Hurley and she yep. beat Bull Hurley, she would win a semi. Yes. Every, every girl's dream. Right, that's your dream, right? Is to win a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And, right, right, got you there. And you want to win a big semi, right?
0: I'd sell that for even more money.
2: There you there go. There you go. There you go. That—that's my what, girl.
3: What did you think of? It, it feels really odd. at This point of the movie, they do those cutaway interviews with the guys, like yeah. in sitting in front of the semi, and Actually, all of a
2: sudden. It, I like that actually, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's real weird because all of a sudden it, it kind of took on almost like an ESPN broadcast, like yeah, cut away to cut away to bull, talking about you know like I break arms and I get people off the table, You're like oh this is kind of weird dynamic.
2: That's why I like it. It was exactly like watch like you were watching a, an ESPN event and they're doing their promos like a, you know wrestling. They're doing their promos before the match. I actually dug that, and that's in during Hawk or Hawks, depending what mm-hmm. you want to call him, his promo was talking about his hat and stuff. I actually like that. It's one of my favorite parts of the ending are those little promos. And Bill mm-hmm. is so calm, dude. He's just like, you know, I'm just here to break you, cripple you. You know, you're my enemy. And then, like, then he's this big a-hole when he's, like, wrestling, which he, <laughs> sh- he should be. But I like in All the right. interviews just how cool, calm, and collective he is, just like he was. He's like, that's your dad, huh, kid? You know? I like I like it. He's, he's a likable villain. I guess you could say, you know, as the main bad guy. He's
3: just there to do one thing. He's not, I mean, yeah, he's not even a villain. He's just, the villain is Robert Loja. He's just the, he's the five-time champ. Right, exactly. You know, he wants to go for his sixth straight title and win another truck. He's got a whole fleet of them by now.
2: Yeah, exactly. So. Why does he need another one? Right, exactly. Um, So. There's.
3: There's something else, I'm sorry, there's something else that drives me nuts with this, though, is when, like, you you read, when he loses to Grizzly. Due Do to double elimination.
2: Yep,
0: Stop
3: right. saying
2: that. <laughs>
3: the, the crazy slow, slow-mo that they use as he's, as his arm is slowly going down and when his arm gets pinned, I mean, it takes what is, like, a 20-second scene and they stretch it out to, like, a minute and a half. Of, like, extreme close up slow mo after he gets pinned for the first time, and then you just watch every bead of sweat come off his head and his face slowly react. Like, oh, this is just a stupid use of slow mo in this moment. Like, it's just, they held it for so long, it drives me nuts every time I watch Dude,
2: it. Dude, I'm confused. Do you like this movie or not? I'm very confused at this moment. This
3: time. is a great guilty pleasure, but it is a terribly made movie. <laughs> It's there's so many, so many issues. Monaco Golan was a terrible director, but this is a great guilty pleasure. So. Okay,
2: okay. Well, exactly. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't consider it a guilty pleasure. I actually thoroughly enjoy this movie. I really do love this movie. Not, uh, I, um, but talking with you, I'm just like, man, I guess I really didn't see that many issues, but, uh, yeah, I mean, great. I've,
3: I'm, I've seen this movie, uh, 40 times. Yeah. I mean there was a time where I was watching this movie like crazy and yeah just little things start to come you know like my favorite character is
2: Grizzly cuz oh, he yeah. drinks he drinks a whole quart of pen oil before he goes to arm wrestle and he eats a cigar too that was awesome He drinks man. a quart of motor oil man. What uh o- only what's his name from the Wraith uh that uh Iggy or not yeah. So, yeah that guy the idiot oh stupid All right so so he loses his his match his first match uh, and he gets called up to talk to his grandfather and his, uh, to Michael's grandfather. And this is where he basically says, look, I'm coming to get Michael after this. And you, you learn what separated them was him. He came between him and his daughter, him and his wife. And that's the real reason why he left. And uh, even though he regrets it, you finally are, are you finally get the idea of why uh, he had to leave is because he couldn't deal with this guy. Even gets right. him money, rips the check up. But I love when he's like, M- Mister, what's his name is not done talking to you. No, Mister Cutler isn't done talking to you. He's like, I'm done talking. He punches what's his face WWE Terry, guy. Yeah, Terry, Terry Funk. Yeah, he pushes him through the window. That was fantastic. I love that. It. Good times. <laughs> so Michael gets reunited with his dad, gives him a pep talk, and uh, and we get the final what, 15 minutes of uh, of awesome yeah. slow mo ness. So. Yeah.
3: Bunch of arm wrestling.
2: I like how he he gets scared. It's the first time in the movie he's scared, arm wrestling wise, anyways. And he he rips his hand away. I thought it was a nice touch because it's like, oh, what are you gonna do now? You know, and he gets punched in the face. You know, just say, hey, you're not going nowhere. Um, so, what do you think of the finale, sir? The over the top finale.
3: It's fun. I love when they get the strap on. I watched it the other day with the subtitles on and I picked up so much more. Oh, really? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I just I I actually watched it with the subtitles on for like the last half hour cuz I was trying to count how many times they called him Hawks and Hawk. <laughs> and uh, it was I lost track. But I during the arm wrestling match I was picking up so cuz there's so much yelling going on that sometimes i'm like oh that's what he said oh interesting okay you know there's a lot of up close like trash talking as they're going
2: yeah he bull calls everybody a-hole like yeah i mean it's
3: great and then they get the strap out and he punches alone in the face
2: yeah I,
3: i love it i mean it's it's a lot of fun action there's the only thing is if you've if you know anything about arm wrestling this last the championship match like once they get the strap on that thing goes like four minutes long. Yep. There has never been an arm Wrestling <laughs> Match in like four minutes long. There's no <laughs> way. It's so, it's great. It's great cinema, but man, it is so back and forth, and what's gonna happen and the whole time. They must have done like ten cutaways to Mike in the crowd just yelling,
2: Dad! Dad! Dad, <laughs> go dad! No, no, no shut up. <laughs> what do you think of what do you think of the ending, Tabby?
0: What you mean?
2: The what we've been talking about, how the whole ending with Bull, um, did you think he was going to lose for the second time or did you think he was actually going to win?
0: I knew he was going to win. Okay. I saw the ending before.
2: <laughs> oh, whoa. Well, that doesn't help. Okay. So uh, let's say you had not seen the ending before.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Take me there. You haven't seen the ending nope. before. Uh, did you think he was going to win, especially yeah. since he's been eliminated before? Okay, so you thought he he could take down Mr. Hurley? No. No?
0: He was going to win because he was going to get his son anyway. He was going to take
2: him. Oh, I get what you're saying. He's going to win anyways, regardless if he won the wrestling because he'd get his son back. I got you.
3: Perfect. But guys, he's got a secret move. (laughs) He hasn't used it yet. You mean the illegal move? (laughs) First, he turns the hat. I mean, that's turning the switch. And then, oh baby, I don't know if you knew, but he's going over the top.
2: Now, yeah. over the top represents the arm or the, the switch of the hand going over. The,
3: yeah, the the, hand, the fingers go over the top, <sighs> and his and he turns the wrist over. The everything's over the top in yeah. this movie. Everything yeah. about this movie is over the top.
2: Now, I like. That's why it's called because he puts. It yeah, on. you had no idea that's why. No. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right, sir. So we're at the end, and uh, and I like the fact that Mister Cutler realizes that you know. Michael should be with his dad. Uh, perfect happy 80s ending. I dig it. Good times. Mm-hmm. And then you get the Hawkins son reference at the end. He gets the right. truck. That's all he cares about. And uh, and they ride off together. And uh, you can just- Literally into the sunset. Yeah, literally into the sunset. And then we get an awesome uh, song to close out the, the show. So, sir, um, I guess since this would be a guilty pleasure for you, which I, I honestly didn't know, I guess I'll let you have two ratings, an overall movie <laughs> Uh, grade, and then your guilty pleasure grade. Uh, But let me start with Tabby first. So um, I know James and I, we've been talking a lot about this, but uh, give your final thoughts on the movie because I I want your your perspective since, you know, it's 2017, it's 30 years old. What's your overall final thoughts on the movie?
0: I really like this movie because this is one of the movies where you think it's not that old, but it really is. And one thing hmm. that made me so mad and curious on is when he gave the truck away, what did he do with all the pictures of Michael? Did he just leave him in the truck?
2: <laughs> I don't think he's that callous. No, no. I, he would have taken it away. Because remember, he even asked for the hawk. He's yeah. like, yeah. you know, can I grab the hawk? and the? So, um, go on.
0: But either way, I like the movie.
2: Good. Um, so, grade letter. Uh, what would you give this movie... Uh, you know, overall. An A. You'd given an A. Ooh. You liked it that much. Wait, wow. Wait,
0: is an A minus like?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, keep in mind. All right, the absolute best score you could possibly give a movie is an A plus. An okay. And then obviously A, A minus. You know. B, oh,
0: oh, then A
2: minus. I mean, we go all the way down to F minus. F minus is like Rob zombie that doesn't, territory. That
0: doesn't even
2: exist. Yeah. Though. Like Rob's. No. Like F minus. That is reserved for Rob Zombies Halloween, uh, Rob Zombies Halloween Two, uh, wh- oh, God, uh, House Party Two. There
3: you uh, go. Uh,
2: let's let's. Uh, God.
0: Um, I thought we were talking about over the top, not the terrible movies.
2: Right, but I'm just I'm making a point. At you go all the way from F minus yes. up to A plus. So okay. where's your score? B plus. B plus. That's a solid score. I dig it. Good times. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh. Okay, I did say this is my this is my favorite Sveston movie, and you know, man, I I love I love the premise uh, of the fact of it's very reminiscent. You know, I'm I'm a sucker for the Karate Kid formula. I, I really dig the fact that it is a father and son story. Um, not very close with my dad, so I definitely like the relationship. Uh, and you know, I I can relate uh, to this story here. Um, I like that they use arm wrestling to tell the story uh, of these two, um, just like, you know, Karate Kid, uh, Karate does for Mr. Miyagi and Daniel. Uh, I like the montages. The music is great. The soundtrack's fantastic. You can't find it anywhere, though, which really sucks. Uh, you know, you would think if they have the Heavenly Kid soundtrack on iTunes, they'd have this soundtrack. I mean, mm-hmm. this, the soundtrack's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know I, I definitely I, I dig I dig Stallone a lot in this uh, I, I I could tell he was not phoning it in even though he got a crap load of money for it uh, I really enjoy it um, I would give this uh man I def I think I go with b plus two uh just be the, the you know the reason I wouldn't go higher is number one you know the double elimination thing is annoying as it is it really was way over. I mean, the movie's called Over the Top, and that literally went over the top. I mean, you don't have to tell us 21 times about the double Elimination. That was just real annoying. Um, you know, there were some... You mentioned a lot of different things that I didn't actually catch. That like the hawk and hawk. Yeah, you know, and like going back, it's like, wow, how did I miss that? Kind of things like that. But it definitely... I wouldn't put in guilty pleasure category, because I really enjoy this movie, and I have no... Uh, no quorums of saying oh, over the top that's a guilty pleasure because I, I would shout to the roof that I love over the top it's an awesome movie I've watched lots of times so I'd give it a weak A minus but a solid hardcore B plus that's where I would stand with this movie so go ahead pretty good uh,
3: yeah so yeah I, I kind of have two different scores when it comes to this Um, like as a movie ah, man there's so many like huge holes in this movie for me (laughs) that just irritate me to know it like i say every time i watch it i seem to find another thing i'm like oh man that's just dumb um as a movie i give it man i'm torn like c plus b minus but this was one of my first guilty pleasures uh when when brian and i started doing guilty pleasures on our podcast yeah we uh this was one of my early ones nice and uh I, I, I love this movie. I love it because I it, there's I love it for all of its flaws. I love it for all the things that drive me nuts. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is charming in that way. And so as a guilty pleasure, it's an A for me. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie that I, I, when when this was brought up, I jumped on it like, yes, let's do Over the Top. And I was very happy to watch it twice in the last week. I did. Me too. Yep, yep. Yeah. Because, yeah, I watched it once and I'm like, I'm going to watch it with subtitles on for part of it. And yeah, I mean, it, it's an enjoyable, fun movie. Yeah, and, yeah, I I dig it.
2: Like like cool as ice is like a D minus for a movie, but yes. but a solid A A plus. Or like yes. for fun factor or guilty pleasure, it's like an so A good. minus a I, I mean, it's the movie that brought us together. But mm. like as an overall movie, it's easily like a D minus. I mean, <laughs> it's utterly terrible. Yeah, uh, almost unwatchable. But it's so, makes no sense. It's <laughs> right. Makes no sense whatsoever. It, it, it's so terrible. But we love it so much. I mean, we, most of the people haven't seen it. That's why we did like scene by scene, second by second to tell people this is what actually happened in the movie. So you guys need to go back and listen to that so you can hear how terrible that movie is. But it's so good hmm. at the same time. So, well, that's awesome, sir. We actually have quite a few emails for this particular Uh-oh. episode, sir. So uh, let's get in and hear what RSTL Nation had to say. Alright, sir. So, uh, the first email that I got uh, let's see, we got Space Balls. We got a few Space Balls, so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first one for Over the Top comes from Hurricane Andrew. Alright, here we go. Dear Mike Jameson, thank you guys for doing an episode on Over the Top. This movie is easily an all time top 10 for me. Uh, this is another example of a movie that critics love the crap on, but I personally love. Stallone had received a lot of criticism for this acting in the movie but I think he portrayed Lincoln Hawk uh, how he was intended to be withdrawn uh, introverted and bottled up. That's why he reacts as uh, drastically as he does in some circumstances because even though he is not overly expressive there's a lot of bubbling under the surface and I would agree with that. Because, you know, when he's calm with Michael, he's really calm, you know, and then he kind Mm -hmm. of explodes various times. So, which is why he does things like ram a house with his truck (laughs) or throw a guy through a glass window here and there, uh, Uh, Robert gets a bad guy points times a thousand for his super evil portrayal of the villain in this movie. He's totally the kind of guy who is used to getting his way and uses his money to achieve what he wants. Like hiring guys to steal his grandson, which is also kind of psychotic. But it shows the lengths he'll go to. The fact that he doesn't respect his uh, his own dying daughter's wishes is another clue into his evil personality. You know, Hurricane Andrew definitely looked deeper into that than I did, but he makes a legitimate point. Yep. Uh, Michael does a great job of portraying a spoiled know-it-all, stuck-up it little bastard. <laughs> he has a right to uh, uh, resent towards. He has a right to re- have resentment towards his dad, and it's great to watch him slowly forgive him throughout the movie. I agree a thousand percent. If people think this movie is all about arm wrestling, they have missed the point. I agree a hundred percent. It's great how we see the relationship between father and son develop. It's also cool how even uh, Robert's character comes to a point of acceptance and understanding at the end of the movie when he sees Michael hugging his dad at the end. The characters are all definitely have an arc in the movie. As parents, it's easy to give advice to our kids that we ourselves might not always follow up on. So it was cool to see Michael flip the script on Lincoln Hawk towards the end and remind him that the lesson he was passing on to his son about how the world only meets you halfway and how if you want something, you gotta take it, uh, really take it, were really lessons for himself as well. The movie has great heart. And that's the thing, man. You and I both agree that uh, even though uh, Schwarzenegger, for me, is my all-time favorite action hero, Stallone, his acting is incredible. He always has heart. In any movie, he does. Yep. Uh, very, I don't think I've ever seen him phone in it once. Um, you know, even The Expendables, it, it, as bad as he's trying not to act, he still even has heart in various scenes, especially the first one, uh, You know, the scene with Mickey Rourke. So, And I just watched all three of those movies. Uh, I hadn't seen part three since the first time I watched it and uh, only watched the unrated cut, never the PG-13. That movie's trash. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, The the best scene in the movie, in my opinion, is after Hawk throws Terry Funk through the glass and goes back up against John Grizzly after being beaten up by him earlier. The match starts and Grizzly is in control with a clear advantage. But then we see his transformation come over Lincoln Hawk where... Uh, He just refuses to lose. Even Grizzly is startled by it and Hawk pins him. That wad wad always my favorite scene because he beats Grizzly with something more than muscle here. Uh, And you can tell uh, he just releases all the pain in his life on him in that moment. Uh, like nearly most alone movies, there is a lot of heart here. Five stars for me. The soundtrack is awesome. I usually hate this kind of music, but I guess I love these songs so much because I appreciate I associate it with the movie. Catch you guys later, Hurricane Andrew. Thank you, sir. All right. Good times. And I got your text message, sir. So All right. I gotcha. Uh Lisa the Legend wrote in, sir. Woohoo. All right. Hi, y'all. I hope all is well with you, Jameson, and the whole STL family. I am so excited to be talking about this freaking movie. I think it's long overdue. There are some movies that can that came along in my favorite genre of the 80s that are truly hidden gems. When I sit back and think about it, this is definitely one at the top of the books. It mixes in so much of the things popular in the 80s. Stallone, wrestlers, fighting, family, truck driving. The arm wrestling is just pure extra golden enjoyment. I think it hits home for me for a few reasons. Uh, my daddy was a truck driver growing up. I could connect with a dad who wanted to be involved but had to be out of the Had to be out on the road, earning a living. I think I'm more nostalgic because it would have been his 82nd birthday today. Well, sorry for your loss, and uh, happy birthday to your dad. He took such pride in his truck, keeping it running well, and he had to be clean. I used to ride with him as early as I could walk. So we'll have to dedicate this episode to Lisa the Legend's dad, sir. So there you go. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Back to this epic movie. I love that they followed 80s rules. Where no one thought twice about teaching the kid to drive a truck. Uh, the treasure of Stallone not being some brain dead flat truck driver who has more aspirations but new. Uh, but new reality had to fit in that figure as well. He wanted great things for his son, and he knew he needed his education. I love that he wasn't afraid to fight for his son. I'll leave the rest of the awesome review to y'all, but I shall not forget the music. What an awesome soundtrack. I still listen to the music today. Okay, well, got to go back to work. I shall wait like <laughs> a kid on their birthday for your fun times review and laugh to be had. Take care, Lisa the Legend. Good times. woo Thanks. And we have one final email, sir. And uh, this is uh, one of our new members of the STL. Uh, You know John Reel, the one that has the really cool name, R-E-E-L? Yeah, awesome. Greetings, Mr. Masunis. Over the top, again, you have opened my eyes. For many years, I assumed I was one of the few people that actually enjoyed this movie. But apparently the love for Lincoln Hawk is as broad as Bull Hurley's waistband. (laughs) Uh, I was a senior in high school when this movie was released, and went to see it with a group of buddies. As you can guess, as soon as we all got home, an arm wrestling tournament commenced. It was quite intense. As all of us were attempting the quote-unquote over-the-top move, that, yeah, as I did, move that hawk used in the movie, we all found it to be quite ineffective. Now, (laughs) right? Now, as intense as the tournament was, nobody was yelling, screaming, slapping each other's faces, and I can promise not one single one of us drank a quart of motor oil. Imagine, You're not doing it right then. Right? Imagine what that guy's <laughs> toilet looked like cleaner night. that. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to Over the Top. After the Rocky movies, the Rambos, the Expendables, this might be one of my favorite Stallone movies. Yes, I understand that it would be my 16th favorite, but how can you compare Lincoln Hawk to Rocky Balboa, John Rambo, and Barney Ross? He's got a great point, sir. Although there are, I mean, obviously, the Rocky series as a whole is one big movie. So, I mean, technically, that's my favorite Stallone movie. It's all those movies, uh, mm-hmm. even five, the movie that we had our first fight on. Uh, mm-hmm. But I love this movie, it's awesome. Uh, oh, Although there were glaring plot holes in the movie, it was still entertaining. Cheap setups like Hawk teaching Mike to drive, which coincidentally he needed to drive later in the movie. The weird out uh, workout machine in the truck that Hawk, a future world champion arm wrestler, used to exercise his arm. Mike was able to grab hold of that thing and whip out a couple of reps on it without lessening the weights. And I can't tell you how many roadside truck stops I've stopped in at had a full arm wrestling room set up in them.
3: <laughs> Every one of them.
2: <laughs> what I like, Terry Funk. Love Terry Funk. He just, he's just has that awesome presence and plays the bad guy enforcer perfectly. I love him in Roadhouse too. Have we done Roadhouse yet? We have. We have right? not. Oh my gosh. How many of us? That's a 2017 movie. Uh, how many of us would call the scene where Hawk throws him through a glass door one of his favorite, one of our favorite scenes in the movie? I also really like uh, Robert as Jason Cutler, your typical villain playing the role of the father slash grandfather who thought Hawk wasn't worthy of his daughter or grandson. But overall, it's the character of Lincoln Hawk, the quiet, cool hero of our story. A man who just wants to reconcile with his son, realizing his dream of starting his own truck company by winning the Arm Wrestling World Championship. Great soundtrack headline by Kenny Loggins, Mimi Halfway, and Sammy Hagar, winner takes it all. Two great songs that captured their moments in the movie the way that they were supposed to. Side note, I thought the fact that the movie mentioned the Truckers Division in the arm wrestling tournament was made up for the movie. But hmm. I researched it and found that there were actually there is actually was a tournament in 1986 called the Over the Top World Title that featured a Truckers Division. Just thought you enjoyed that little tidbit of information. The men- I love you. The men's super heavyweight winner was scott norton the same scott norton who later oh, wow. became a professional wrestler and n- member of the nwo and he sent mm-hmm. a link about it great movie can't wait to see what comes down the stl pipe next until next time my movie watching brother john no nickname necessary real <laughs> <laughs> awesome good times all right thank you guys so much for writing in uh all right sir are you ready to play uh what movie am i i'm ready let's do this
1: church in my town
2: okay you people sit
1: tight hold the fort and keep the home fires burning and if we're not back by dawn call the president i shot him six times i I shot him in the heart calculations are correct when this baby hits 88 miles per hour you're gonna see some serious i'm batman let's go
2: All right, sir. So we're going to do uh, two quick rounds of this because uh, we had so much fun. We've had time to prepare. Now, the first movie we're going to do is going to be somewhat easy for the other person to guess. And the second one is supposed to be uh, kind of hard where you really need your clue in order to guess it. So if you want, I will go first. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. First movie. So we have, uh, we have two guys, uh, a white guy and a black guy. And uh, they are currently in a hotel, and uh, the black guy walks in, and the white guy is behind the door, punches the black guy in the face, and he goes flying. And uh, they start having a fist fight, and one of them says, uh, you know, I eat green berets for breakfast. and The other guy's like, ah, I, I just, I'm very hungry. And he starts kicking his ass, and starts throwing them through some doors, and goes through the other... Uh, goes through the other room and then this naked couple comes out of the bed and they're still fighting and then when the guy's on the ground he grabs him by his balls and then throws him through the other room and he lands on a table and uh and that's the end of the scene it's pretty awesome so what movie am I? God this sounds really familiar yeah I've been watching it a lot I watched it five times in the past month
3: seriously yeah
2: if that's to give you any clue I watched it five times this month and good lord oof
3: uh, It sounds so familiar The I eat green berets for breakfast I line. eat green
2: berets for breakfast And I'm really really hungry F-U-A-Hole F-U-A-Hole What? Ooh. Yeah Oh I think I know what to say Yes Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yell it out Yell it out Yell it out Yell okay, it out Okay when you're done I'll tell you what it is
3: Because you're oh, going to get it wrong You're no fun now Do you need your clue sir? Uh Yes he does. Sh- This is supposed to be the easy one
2: sure I know what it's, this is. it's my favorite Arnold movie of all time oh never mind it's commando very good there you go. all right you got a point sir. good job all right
3: um okay here's mine okay. you have here's the scene you have a police officer is talking to a very well-to-do gentleman uh, in his in his house. Uh, this guy is giving the police officers some highly sensitive information about government cover-ups and illegal dealings that he's a part of. And uh, the the this this guy who's talking to the cop is he's drinking some eggnog straight from the carton like an animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> And this cop, is he's, he's not happy with the information he's getting. He's pressing him for some more. And just as this guy is chugging this eggnog from the carton, a helicopter rises from the horizon, kind oh. of as if from nowhere, <laughs> and shoots him through the chest and the eggnog. Lethal weapon. There you go. Very good. Good job.
2: <laughs> All right. Round two, the difficult round. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm going to kind of set it up a little bit because... You may not have seen this movie, but I sure hope you have. So, here, here we go. All right. So, you have a band, and they are currently traveling to their next gig. And they're staying in a hotel. And in this band, you have a brother and a sister. And the sister has gone out to the supermarket and is buying some food. And she uses her 6-year-old child who's sitting in the front of the cart to hold meat and uh, that she's currently stealing from the supermarket. And the her brother witnesses this but doesn't say anything. And they go back to the hotel and she starts getting all excited about the ban and plans. And, and her boyfriend, who was help stealing this meat and putting it in her kid's jacket, comes in and says, Ooh, I got steaks. I'm so excited. Who wants some? And the brother at this point has lost it, and he grabs him, he throws him out, calls him a POS, and then he basically fights his sister and says, you are the biggest piece of S I've ever seen in my life. And they get into an actual physical fight because he, uh, she used her son to steal food uh, to help cover the band. Uh, so, what movie am oh. I
3: I may not have seen this movie because this does not sound familiar
2: <laughs> at all. Uh
3: yeah. All right, give me a, give me give me some kind of hint. Maybe okay. I can maybe I can suss this out. Uh,
2: the sister in the movie is a legit uh, rock star, and the brother is a legitimate uh, guitar player, and is beloved by many people uh, as Marty McFly.
3: Okay, so. What Michael J. Fox movie have I not seen? Let's see.
2: That was a big clue too. Yeah, no, I know it was. I gave, man, I totally. Gave Which makes
3: away. it very obvious I have not seen this movie. If that did not give it away, so I the uh, uh, secret of my success. I
2: don't know. It's uh, Light of Day with Joan Jett. Oh, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, this is uh, Michael J. Fox. It's the it was the first serious role I ever saw him in. And uh, him and Joan Jett actually get into physical fights and punch each other. Uh, it's pretty dark. And they have a mom who who is dying and constantly hates Joan Jett. And uh, it's it's crazy. Michael J. Fox actually sings in the movie. So you hear his real singing voice. He plays mm-hmm. guitar. It actually has Michael McKeon uh, on bass. And, uh, and Joan Jett, uh, yeah, um, she's in the movie. And she sings a song, Light of Day, which was written by uh, Bruce Springsteen so and she does uh, a lot of her songs like this means war all came from that movie it's light of day with michael j fox it's a kind of hard movie to find but it's the first serious michael j fox movie i ever watched it's very sad uh it is not very not very much uh you know touching moments it's kind of a depressing movie but it's so damn good Uh, It's one of his best acting chops I've ever seen him do. So I love Light of Day.
3: All right. I'll check it out. All right. Put it on the list. All right. Here we go. All right. Here's yours. All right. Uh, You have a – this movie, the scene, you have a a gentleman who is dressed almost completely in green. He is in a room, uh, in a a hotel room. Um, He is looking for information. Um, It is pouring rain outside, and he is – uh looking out the a patio window uh when from behind him you see a gentleman appear out of nowhere uh who pushes this guy that is dressed all in green over the balcony onto the above ground pool that is below him this pool has its cover on it its tarp cover on it and when this guy lands on it he starts to sink and bring the tarp with him uh wrapping himself up in it this man has a severe fear of water of drowning wow. and uh he is he is slowly sinking in and drowning himself impossible to get out from this tarp that is in the pool what movie am i
2: oh my gosh all right what's my clue
3: all right this movie is a uh, let's see the man in green uh is not not ryan reynolds right no um let me think okay so the oh, here's here's a clue the man in green is Bruce Willis
2: Ooh.
3: he's wearing green uh because it is a a rain poncho that he has on
2: is it Hudson Hawk
3: it is not it is unbreakable
2: unbreak wow i was
0: just about to say
2: that the superhero movie unbreakable <sighs> i've seen that movie once in my life wow. oh watch it again it's so good i know man i need to oof all right well that tough, was super- tough round that was very tough so we both uh are currently sitting at uh two points apiece from last week and this week, or not
3: last week, no. but
2: last episode and this episode. So
3: I failed last episode. Oh, that's I?
2: right. Yeah, you did. You got it wrong because Tabby was like, what? Or she went mm-hmm. off on you. That was great because you missed the Heavenly Kid. So, that I did. So I'm up by a point. I got uh, two points. You have one point. So Correct. awesome. All right, sir. So let's get into the music spotlight. All right, sir, so for the music spotlight, uh, I'm picking a song that uh, Tabby and I have been listening to quite frequently. Uh, It's been uh, kind of a couple troubling weeks, and uh, it's a song that I absolutely love. Uh, I did a music spotlight on this band uh, for uh, Underground Hour, and it's a song I constantly return to whenever I'm having a bad day. And it's twelve stones the way I feel, so oh sure, boom, love that song so very maybe, good. Tavy's been jamming to it big time, so that's my jam. So it's a good way to end the episode. So good song, yeah, great song. Oof. So sir, our next movie is definitely gonna be Spaceballs,
3: unless uh, something else comes up.
2: Right, and then <laughs> uh, we definitely have to do Roadhouse this year. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, ten things I hate about you is on the is on there because we have like five movies and you're like dude I need to be on this this and this so we got ten things I hate about you we got Roadhouse we got Spaceballs Robocop and then uh, what was the last promise movie uh, that's it for, that's it for right now so uh, thank you guys everybody who wrote in that was awesome if you want to write in feel free to do so at stlpodcast@gmail.com Uh, follow us on Facebook at sweep delay podcast on Facebook. Just type that in. If you want to be part of the group, STL nation, uh, Jameson, uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, sir?
3: Uh, sure. You can find me talking about movies 24 hours a day, uh, either at my podcasts, movie mojo monthly, uh, or, uh, real films podcast. Get them right. Yeah. um, (laughs) You can find those both on iTunes and Google Play. I also host a movie review television show called Real Reviews to confuse you. Um, and that is, uh, I post that up on, on our Twitter feed, which is at Real Reviews TV, or it's up on YouTube if you search for it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's that's all the place you can find me for right now.
2: Ah, <sighs> good times, Tabby. Can people find you anywhere? Oh, wait, no. We don't want to give that information out there. i Snapchat. Follow me on Snapchat. No, no, don't follow me on Snapchat. Everybody cut that out. Nobody's going to hear me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you, T-Mac, for joining me again for this. Yeah. And giving your insightfulness. I appreciate it. And uh, you're definitely excited for 10 Things I Hate About You, right?
0: Yes. I thought we were doing that today, but sorry. guess
2: not. <laughs> what a swerve. I know, right? uh so hopefully you and i sir you just started a new shift for work so uh you know hopefully that goes good and we can continue uh on the nice path that we got going about once a month it's been nice so hopefully we can continue that but the Tail nation always understand so sure. uh i think that's it so thank you guys so much i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you didn't think we hated on this movie because we definitely loved it Ooh. So uh, I'm looking forward to next time, sir. And uh, I thank you again, T-Mac and Jameson, for joining me. So hope you guys enjoy this song. It will definitely help you through a bad day. And uh, thanks for joining us. I'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one. Take care. Misuna out. <laughs>